is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Wednesday morning, after the AFL and NRL Grand Finals, episode 36, series 8 of the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. And I find myself sitting across the desk with Craig Hutchison in the South Bank Studios. Hutchie, hello. Hello, Damo. In Series 8, Episode 36, it is a sentimental one today. I wanted to start there. You want to, you yeah. want to, go, you want to start yeah. there off the top? Yeah, so, I want to start there too. It's the yep. last episode of our beloved Jane, who's done an mm. amazing job producing this since the Masai uh, became the Cash Eye and took the move to Channel 7 about uh, six series ago. And then you didn't talk to him for three years? And so Jane's produced this, I would think, for at least maybe five series, give or take four series. James so, putting up four, so here least, we go with four. At least half of its existence. And has influenced the scorecard, scorecard. with green-leaning yep. um, statements. and. But in all sincerity, has done. it's been our best ever producer, let's be clear. Has done an amazing job producing the sounding board. Julian Bayard still listens to this. He was the original. Yes, yeah, he did a very good but he was You're putting Jane above He had his hands full, obviously, at the same time, and, <laughs> and, and, and Masai had his one foot out the door. So Did Robbie Durazio do it too? No, no. I think he didn't. He? No, no. no. Why, why do I think he did it? You think of him and everything. John O'Nash. Um, yeah. But no, I'm only joking. But James, but they've all been amazing producers. That was just a bit of a lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> no, game. but but Jane uh, leaves us today. It, it You'll is... never guess where Jane's going to work. Well, <laughs> get get a well, lot of this. Well, I do know, but but bring it, our listeners in on what Jane is about to do. It, it, like four series of. Observations about different organisations and their structures, their merits, their politics, or otherwise, and and le- green leaning and left of politi- political leanings. Jane is influence. going to give us a drum roll if you can. Jane, guess where <laughs> Jane's gone? <laughs> well, tell me, Archie. The ABC. <laughs> Jane is off to the government-funded ABC. <laughs> Have you not heard a word we've been saying for four years, Jane? Or have we browbeaten you that badly? It's your fault for making me realise where my true heart was lying. It's your fault. I feel like it's all been for nothing, Damo. We can't even convince a metre and a half away from us of our merits, of our arguments. How have you tolerated this situation for so long, Jane, now that you are going to pursue your true love? I have loved every second of my time. And a lot of people wouldn't know that I've been with Hutchie since I didn't even know who he was when he waltzed into our studios in Ballarat and said, I'm going to start a football broadcast. I'm like, who? Is this I don't even know that background. I've been existed. with this company for more than thirteen years yeah, under amazing. that first um, AFL Nation. You know the very beginnings of Great. Hutchie's enterprise. So I've loved every am- second of it. Been amazing, Jane. What a contribution! Thirteen years. <laughs> so you, you couldn't get a job at the Greens? Is that that just didn't exist? <laughs> so you've taken the ABC instead? Is that right? You know what, the other kicker was, Damo, in the in the resignation text. Quote unquote. <laughs> Dream job. <laughs> I've taken my dream job at the ABC in Ballarat. In all sincerity. It is, though. No, it is your dream job. And, and let's be serious for a moment. It is what you wanted to do for a long time. It is. And look, I'm going to be producing Statewide Drive, um, which is every station of ABC around the state, except for the Melbourne broadcast. And to actually, I don't know, I'm a country girl. I'm a regional yeah. girl. You and live in the actually, country. I live in the country. It's 15 minutes from home. And, you know, the chance to actually investigate and support local community and stories and in the midst of, at the moment, you know, 
know, bushfires which have turned to flooding and regional global warming Vic. already. Yeah, yep. global warming stories very quickly, you Damo. No, slipping into character very quickly. I can't wait, but look, more than anything, I just love telling stories and talking to people, and this show has been amazing. So to all the listeners who have been in my inbox and. You know, it's been so incredible to actually work with you guys and actually get the response every week. Like, we used to get one email of six months, and now we get an inbox full every week. So it's been incredible. No, we've loved having you, Jane, and it is, uh, in all seriousness, sad that you are going to, as of this show, <laughs> leave us because we don't know when our next episode is. And uh, you've told us that if it's not Monday, and I don't think it will be Monday next week with our, both our diaries, so you won't be here. you're done. <laughs> hey, can I just give me a bit of a chance to publicly thank you for your contribution to... Uh, Sports Entertainment Network. So your contribution's enormous. You've been such a part of the family. You always will be. Thank you. Um, Your role in Don't Shoot the Messenger more recently in particular will be even more sorely lost than us. Oh, actually, I didn't thought of that. Because What's Carol and Corey they, do? they are still in uh, a state of shock. I'm not going to lie. It, it's breaking my heart to actually leave that podcast yeah. in particular. I know you guys will be fine, but Carol and Corey, like we built that from nothing when Hutchie walked in and went, Oi, want to produce a podcast? I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Okay, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> and the flowers that are always yes. in the studio yep. when, when Carol and Corey come in after we do our yep. show. Yeah. And you've, you're. Uh, storytelling, your versatility, you've done, you've done virtually every role I could think of for us. So I, I'm just <laughs> full of admiration for you. Congratulations. Yep. Thank it's you. It's a sad time you. for it us. Sad. Yep. But we're really excited for you with your dream job. And uh, how are you going to cope with no ads for a while? You get through? Um, <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? That actually came up. Look, not going to lie, talked about you in the interview. <laughs> and they're like, well, how are you going to adjust to the ABC? And I'm like, we'll be tricky. It's going to be different. But look, no, I think I'll be fine. Can't wait. And for anyone who lives in a regional town, hit go. me up on socials. Send me your story oh, tips. See, she's, she's learned <laughs> off you, Hutchie. Don't, don't miss the opportunity to sell oneself you on can't it. use our platform for marketing and promotion of the ABC without paying for it. <laughs> Did Hutchie's views on the, the spaceship that he describes, the ABC building there in South... Gate come up in conversations? Not Hutchie's at all. views on taxpayer money used by said organisation? No, I actually started at the ABC when I was 20. I hosted a national kids TV show when I was 20, 21 for two years. On radio? No, TV. TV yeah. yeah, on TV. A little show called Couch Potato. Have known of that so potential I've, footage we could have run. <laughs> I feel as though, in essence, you know, I feel like, you know, that start with the ABC was a huge part of getting into this industry to start with. So it's Kind of like are coming they, home for me. Are they going to let you sing on air like we do? Hopefully they? not. Yeah. That's right. It's a live performance, voices. wasn't it? One of the most beautiful voices, Jane. So. At the Market Hotel, wasn't it? Was. Oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. There we go. Thank yeah. you, Jane, for everything. Thank you. Yep. Okay, Damo, let's uh, move shift gear for a little bit. Yep. The weekend, I want to ask you, you're a great student of television, right? You can bang on about HDTV, you talk about the angle, the, the shots the directors take. You've got a bit of weird fascination with television broadcast. I have. I? We are seeing one of the great TV conundrums of our time right now. Are we? Yes. I don't know what you're referring to here. I'm but... talking about Taylor Swift oh, attending okay. Travis Kelsey games <laughs> yeah. of football. Well, we led our show with this when the story was yep. officially and publicly breaking last week when uh, Taylor Swift and Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey became uh, effectively public for a, a Chiefs home game. And yep. then we saw the next step of it. The Chiefs were playing the Jets, your Jets, yep. in New York. And that was next level attendance. Roll, rolled in with Blake and Ryan and Hugh Jackman and stars everywhere and they're sitting in a very public and outdoor corporate box on the 40-yard line. It is one of the great conundrums. What's happening is this. An inordinate amount of new viewers are coming to that game, many of them women, 
who love Taylor. Who would not have a clue who Travis Kelsey was a week ago. And many of them who are men who are Taylor fans as well, but like a, a probably a disproportionate number of women versus men versus a, a, um, a standard game, call it, who are there to follow their... Like Taylor is a... I think uh, Billy, it was a Billy Joel who called her the Beatles of our time. So Taylor is a once in a generation, I think probably one of the greatest of all time, audience drivers. People are coming from everywhere to be part of the Taylor show. And you were in on the Taylor I, I, Swift. In fact, I've day, said a few times, you, you have gone out of your way to make us take a detour through the, uh, yep. the streets of no, Soho I, and tell me where she lives about, I reckon about 10 times actually over the journey. So. Yep. I couldn't care where she lives, but you it's do. Try back yeah. where she lives, but and I saw the try her trying to get out of her house at the moment is impossible in the mornings. Anyway, <laughs> so on Sunday, um, it was week two of the broadcaster and the NFL trying to deal with this. On one hand, you got this unbelievable ability to draw a new audience, which you need to do. On the other hand, you can't ostracise your footy fan who are there to watch the footy and not necessarily the circus around it. So it was really interesting on Sunday. I thought so. So did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the I watched the clips. Okay, I watched most of the social around it because I actually still have missed it. I'm game. aware of it, but I haven't yeah. seen it, this. So they did uh, they did a version of the voice promo beforehand in the in the crossover between the, the broadcast before and into that game where they got the cast of the voice to do a you know um, a tell, reveal. Tell, tell us about or... football in Taylor Swift terms, you know, okay. which was a nice idea. Yeah. Then we saw in venue uh, enormous amount of cutaways. Um, she she knows the camera's coming to her at most times, doesn't she? That, that that's the well, way a host broadcaster it, will broadcast those moments, isn't it? Yeah, and then people are, are then cutting her words in the box over the pictures of the moment they looked at each other, and so it took I think twenty seven million viewers, which was huge. I I did read that part of it that it was the highest rated yep. TV show. I think TV show, not just sports show, but TV show since the Super yep, Bowl. It was some some uh, the, some traditional footy fans. Didn't like it. I noticed on the celebrity on in the venue on the celebrity uh, board, you know, celebrities in the house. They didn't use them in that. They, they're too big to be used in the standard. Oh, yeah. Cele- let's go around with the celebrities in the in the yeah. ground. This bloke had a bit roll yeah. and um, nine hundred two one zero or something. But no, she's way bigger than that. The NFL Twitter feed, I think, moved to say the the Chiefs were two two nil in the Swifties era. Then they deleted it back down. So like. There's just, just this dance going on between, you know, how much tailor can you take in the broadcast? I can't get enough. Well, I think I'm the same. I, I think it's an unbelievable. But we haven't seen sport, music, pop culture, voyeurism, uh, the social movement all combine one act like this in a season. Yeah. The NFL is the biggest broadcast in the country. We haven't seen these worlds collide like this before. Now, I want to jump into this part of this because I was thinking about this about uh, two or three days ago, Hachi, knowing we had this show today. And is it possible, given that Taylor Swift has been the greatest, okay, let's go musical talent of, of a generation, if one of people want to say that, but equally the greatest marketer of her own product yep. and her own profession, is it possible we may find down the track that there's a little bit of a marketing component to what's going on here? I think that's an outrageous claim. You think that, that, that they would manufacture a... a Version of a relationship. I'm million. asking you the question. What, what, what does Taylor need? What, she can't. She's at the absolute peak of the mountain right now. There's, there, you don't need anything else. Her concerts are selling out. You need stimulation in life. This might just be a little bit of that. I'm not doubting there's a connection. 
of saw touchy, but I'm also cognizant of yep. this is a business person that we've rarely seen the likes of. I think of. you're absolutely discrediting her by saying that. Like this, she's <laughs> oh, come on. absolutely entitled to date who she likes. It was a public, Travis Kelsey yep. went public six weeks earlier. Hey, I want to date Taylor Swift. Yeah. Is it possible? It was well, already on then. Is it possible? And Down the track, we're well, going to find out it was already on. Already theories that it goes back 10 months. Well, there you go. That's what I mean. Eight months. So well, if, if that's the case, the if that's the case, my question is valid. But clearly Taylor shut Travis down from talking about it. So on his weekly podcast, he and his brother do a it's podcast the, like this, which has suddenly become the, the, the smash hit of the- It was already. I mean, and then lead yep. up to last year's Super Bowl when they played yep. for opposing teams. Yep. It was already a big podcast. And now he's dating Taylor Swift. So he hasn't spoken about it on that. Well, he, he acknowledged it. He said it's it was great to see her, and but that, but I'm she's private. I, so I, my best talk about forty from here on. So that was his, and <laughs> that's on. that's where it stopped. Yeah, and that would be. But I, you've got this unbelievable situation now. Where so like, why is Hugh Jackman in on it now? Why is well, Ryan Reynolds Hugh's, and Blake Lively? Why are they in on it? Well, Blake and Taylor are best friend-ish by right. the looks of it. They live in New York. Um, uh, Taylor was at Blake's child's birthday party last Sunday. Um, Ryan and Hugh are best mates, as you know. Hugh's going through a no, breakup. No, I don't know that actually, but yeah, okay. You know they do, they've done the, the commercials together, and the, so they're best mates. So yeah, he, he was he was relegated to about the fourth, <laughs> third slip. No one knew it was it's him until about <laughs> a day lucky, later. He was lucky to get in the shot. <laughs> so and then everyone in New York knows where Taylor lives. So then the watch. Oh, well, you do. What's most one of the most public houses in New York? So so the the people coming and going. Actually, there's a Hugh Jackman coffee shop just down the. Away from her, yeah, from her would be two blocks apartment. away from yeah. her place. Yep, laughing men. And then you've got this. Um, so, like Saturday night, for instance, Taylor goes out for dinner in Soho. Yeah, and the restaurant she went to now is the talk of the town. <laughs> Everyone wants to go there. Okay, and we know this because the New York Post. Has Travis Kelsey made Taylor Swift bigger? No, but 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 Taylor Swift has made Travis Kelsey With bigger. And, and is it one? And he was already huge in my eyes. You know that. And, and the biggest winner of them all, the Chiefs. So their their brand has gone. If you were talking about the brand movement, well, it was pretty big anyway. They've Taylor's, got the greatest quarterback, inclusive of Brady, in that conversation uh, of all time in Patrick Mahomes. They've gone from a uh, Kansas City team to a world brand very quickly. Well, even that. Can I just jump in because I forget to say it otherwise. That first game where Taylor Swift went and watched Travis Kelsey play, you know that Patrick Mahomes deliberately set a play to throw to Travis Kelsey for a touchdown yep. for that moment yep. so Taylor could celebrate it. Yep. You know that that's how much they're. P one double five they're taking out of it all, and then you see. So Saturday night the, the dinner goes on in Soho. He goes to another venue. Both those venues are papped, covered. The New York Post is going to drive that much. See, I haven't even caught up with revenue. This so he went somewhere else out of this, and it happened in New York. So how many times is that story going to happen in New York? I, I don't think it's going to happen too often in New York. Um, the broadcast is going to be down there to be obsessed with whether she does or doesn't travel to Game Three. And if she's not there one day, relationship will be off in the in the eyes of some well, media broad- writers. Well, the broadcast—it's a very different broadcast if Taylor is there or isn't there. Like Ooh. it's, and then then you got on Sunday morning in her street, mass throngs waiting to see if he's there, and and he leaves with the car with her, and like it's just. Well, even that he left in a in a vintage convertible the first game that they were together. Well, well that was, and there's some talk already that that's about. A music video that Taylor had of the previously about the getaway done. car, right? There Undoubtedly, it was about the getaway car. It's one of her songs. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. It's and, it, and, if, and if you don't think there's some form of marketing component to all of this, you're kidding yourself. Well, the TikTok age is now writing Taylor songs about their relationship, about the eventual breakup of it, about yeah. the, about the <laughs> there's some already some um, songs kicking around on social. So it has been an extraordinary time. How long are you going to give it the relationship? 
You're just so cynical. No, I'm things. not, Hachi. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm barracking for it. What? You know, I'm a massive fan of Taylor. Well, so. how long before she writes the song about him? Well, that, I think that's inevitable. Whatever happens, <laughs> good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so now, we're a bit out of whack because we did a show last week at the outside broadcast at Crowd Casino, which yep. we had a lot of people come and uh, watch us on. I raise it time-wise because uh, a bit's happened since. Yep. And, Dan uh, Andrews in particular. Dan Andrews in particular, yep. yeah. A quick, swift exit, a, a self-trash takeout almost as in grand final week on a Tuesday and quick, gone by Wednesday. So 24 hours in and out the door, which you know is, is the most – uh, it was the quickest public exit we've seen in a long time. It, it was there and he was gone. He yeah, obviously had some heavy lifting to do on the way out because there was you know, others trying to jostle for position. Uh, Jacinda Allen will be, I think, will be a fantastic premier. Got the role, which I'm um, congratulating. Which he on. wanted, clearly. Um, and Jacinda is our number one uh, supporter and ticket holder of the Bendigo spirit in Bendigo. So I've got to know uh, <laughs> Personally her, or the her government? family well by that really? association. Yeah, I didn't she, know that. And um, great family. Yeah, kids and, and family are fantastic. So happy for her. And a change at this time probably suits the state, doesn't it, given all we've been through and sometimes you need a new voice. And I think Eddie's reference at the at the lunch was um, was also covered. But, yeah, it's he, his challenge now would be to live a post-political life, right? Like he's already his golf memberships have been questioned. <laughs> you know, so, but I think whether you liked or loathed, and there were plenty in both camps, Yes. He is entitled to a more private. If you're going to put – this is my view of take the individual out of it. If you put yourself out in public life, in, in politics especially, for other people's um, benefit or otherwise, depending on your political view, and you serve the public, you can hate them, you can like them, but I think they're owed a bit more privacy when it's finished. That would be my view. Yep. No, I don't, I Unless don't they seek the public. Disagree so if you're, with that, yeah. So if you're Turnbull yep. or Rudd, or even Tony Abbott, I think you're relatively still fair game because you're trying to have a public life using the office, the former office and the platform that it gave you. Yep. So if you seek to have a public view on things and be public, then you're entitled to be covered like a public figure, even in retirement. But you also know that that's not going to stop anyone covering any issue that he or she deems fit to, to cover. Yeah, does, but I think he's entitled to go and play golf from here on in. But he's too young to go and play golf. Well, they think, on, on a, yeah. as, a, as a pursuit, as a daily or weekly pursuit. Yeah, I, think, I think he wants a – by the sounds he wants a break. So He'd need a break. When you look back at the – how will history judge Daniel Andrews' era? What would, oh. In 20 years when we're talking about it, what will we be saying? Well, look at the mess this city's in right now and the debt that it's managed to accumulate and the, the projects that, that were all his doing and the, and the other projects that he refused to actually embark upon, having committed to one, i.e. Commonwealth Games and the previous uh, road link that another government had done, but he then chose to not do it at a, at a massive billion plus cost. I think it's a lot of question marks over how he's left it. That's just my personal opinion, Hunchy. And, I'm, and just for the 58,000th time on this show, I don't base my judgments on a political allegiance. I change my vote whenever I see fit at an election. So, And the handling of COVID, how will history judge uh, well, it? Do we need to go back over that? Yep. I don't. I don't, didn't like what he did there, but others did. Yeah. Just with the handling of COVID, I see we're going to have an inquiry now, but the state premiers are exempt, which is you know, half-hearted attempt at an inquiry. There's no point having no that point inquiry having if the state government's don't It's a ticker it. box saying that yep. you promised to do it and you, and you have. Yeah. It looks like it's designed in part to protect Victoria and Queensland and the, the strong Labor... Yeah, the Labor there. government um, federally is protecting the Labor government statewide. That, that's what's happening there by, um, by not requiring them to attend. Just on well, that... I'd, I'd say, on, just on uh, 
COVID, it, people forget how hard it was to make decisions in that time. So I, I don't, I'm not being an apologist for anyone, government or otherwise, but having lived through it as a business um, leader, I guess, of a small company, decision-making was so hard. So everyone wants to have an inquiry and well, you should have done this and you should have done that and there was no rule book, no playbook. There well, was, you said that at the time. Yeah, it was yeah. so hard to contemplate and to figure out. So I just have empathy for anyone, business, government, sport or otherwise, the decisions they made in that time. It's easy to sit back in hindsight and say, oh, you should have done this. It's clear in hindsight. Who knew how long the, when the vaccines were coming or how long that was? Hmm. Well, what we did learn, this this became apparent pretty quickly, was that the, we are a nation divided by state borders, whether we yeah. like it or not. And forget federation. Yeah. Just forget that. Yeah. And if, if, if the – you know what hits the fan – each to their own. Yep. And that was established. Sorry, and and okay. Dan drove that arguably as hard as anyone. I cut you off there. Sorry, you are about to say something. I was going to say, with the inquiries and, and even commissions, royal commissions or whatever they're called these days, King's Commission, the the attendance of people, like there's a couple of inquiries going on in a government nature here in Victoria where Dan Andrews has just refused to attend. There's, I saw one the other day, I think it's just Cinderella just refusing to attend. I mean, how much money is being pumped into these inquiries which are ultimately not going to have any form of significance or weight or outcome to them other than, yeah, we ticked that box, yeah, we had an inquiry? I agree with that. There's a lot of box ticking that goes on. Why do we even have them, though? A lot of people justifying and mm. covering and, you know. But they'll be able to tick the box. Yep, yep. we had the inquiry. Yeah. What, what, what did it prove or what did it find? Oh, it doesn't matter. We we had it. Yeah. yeah. No, Move I'm, on. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, grand final day. What did you think of KISS, for starters? Well, again, I was um, doing an outside broadcast outside the stadium for Triple M, so I didn't see it, and I still haven't caught up with it, but but it was well received. It, it looked good, the bits I saw. You could hear it from outside the stadium. It sounded good. Were they actually singing or lip syncing? Tell me that. It's hard to tell. I'll, I'll accept their version of events that they were singing. Yep. So then was there, was there a backing track with their voice? Unquestionably. Mm. But were they singing along to that? Yes. Resource seemed to be pumped in. I think the they did a very good job, the AFL and the producers, in maximising or mi- maximising the strengths and minimising the deficiencies. The deficiencies. The, yep. So they picked three songs. Yeah. All of them were bang on. And everyone would know them. Yep. You'd, you'd have to know My them. My stepson said, oh, they played the Maccas song as the second song. Oh, that's, really? It was his connection. <laughs> I was made for loving you, baby, as the as the ad. Yeah. So that's how kids saw it. And the, having 1,500 kids on the ground was magnificent. Were there that many paint. were there? Yeah. I, I, I was trying to count them. I, 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 I got to about 500, but I'm told afterwards it was 1,500. They look great. That made it. Yep. And in reality, it was it was pretty good. I think missing the broadcast missing the smash guitar was unfortunate. Now, I've read since what happened there, and I have huge empathy for the director. The smashed guitar wasn't rehearsed, so it wasn't on the run sheet. It was the only thing that happened in the live broadcast that didn't happen in the rehearsal. Okay. There was no heads up on it, um, and it was just a moment lost by the event planner who put their hand up and said, oh, we forgot to tell you that was going to happen. So the director was devastated because that's the shot, and and – he did spin that thing for a long time waiting to smash it. So it did, took forever. So you can understand why they took the wide shot. But anyway, I thought overall it was pretty good. Mark Seymour, he's going to sing to the grand final the day he dies yeah. at halftime, isn't he? That worked? Yeah. I mean, always, always hits the mark. Yeah. And the whole day I thought was, I mean, the weather in the game was superb. Yep. Yeah. It, it just, again, you and I have discussed this regularly as we debate every year when the AFL wants us to debate it uh, when they put it out there. What time is the grand final going to start? I mean, I think you and I know each other's views now. I'm, I'm now fully in the twilight camp and then within a pretty short period of time from a twilight start to bring it into a the night time. That's, uh, I, I th- 
what I did see upon catch-up watching was that the, the broad daylight element to the performance of the band um, didn't quite do it full justice. Yep. And then Collingwood and the story. So not to drift into your trade areas, Damo, because I know it's a big two or three weeks for you. Trade radio has been off the charts again. You started them. trade radio. But in 2020 in trade, three years ago, the biggest story was Collingwood. The Collingwood meltdown three years ago. And it was. they were attacked for two weeks by yep. sections of the Ned Guy became the poster child for got no idea what he's doing. Mm. And he, he his interviews weren't crisp. He's since gone and done a great job at the AFL, but he was he was the face of well, well, mismanaged salary cap. Adam Trelaw went out of the footy club. Todd well, Phillips well, went well, there out was of the four, club. right? So no, like so my argument is never fear losing anyone. The system always overcompensates you for it. And you can all you can always improve quickly on, on what you lose. So Trelaw, Stevenson, uh, the young North Melbourne player whose name escapes me. Uh, yes, and, and, and Phillips. Yep. Not one of them they would look back on with any regret. Not yep. one of them has had an impact really of major consequence. No disrespect to Trelaw. No, but even that, Hutchie, just, don't, just I'll jump in here. There was, it wasn't so much the decisions made, and, and, and I, I agree with you, okay, the, the, the reflection on these decisions is different. I get that, yep. and I can see that. But to me, it was always about the treatment of the individual and to have these players – and. Trula was the most public person involved yep. in that. To have these players commit to the club and then be sold as a, as a celebration, he's committed to this club for a long period of time, and then to say to him, mate, we're, you're out, we don't want you. That was my strong observations at the but, time, and but, I'm not going to back but, away from but that. Views, views change. Both Collingwood and Melbourne committed long-term to Brodie Grundy and changed their mind yep. in the last two years. Like, it happens. And players change their mind. I, I know. I agree with that. And the general premise of, of movement and, and yep. decisions, I'm all for. And yep. players change their mind too. Yep. Um, I thought I'd, I was going to be here. I need a fresh start. You hear that all the time. So, masterstroke, three-year turnaround, obviously great coach. Yeah. Helped that along. The cultural connection they developed with their fan base and the uh, empathy they showed as a club. Yeah. What a win. Incredible. And the, and the other aspect, I mean, there's many aspects of it, but I feel too, Hachi, for a, for a <laughs> second consecutive season, it's an endorsement of stick with the oldies. Stick with the old players. They they had an average age of nearly twenty eight years on the day itself in the grand final. Geelong last year had an age average over twenty eight years of age. That was the highest ever. I think Collingwood's is either the second or third, or maybe the second officially highest ever grand final winning team by way of age. There is a spot for old people in this game. And Pendlebury's the poster child of that. His mm. last quarter was the whole game really, the way he led them and the way he organised them. And he looks half a chance to go on and break the all time. AFL playing record, and he would be fitting if he did. Yeah. What's he got to go? But he's about 370. 383 he played, game number 383 on the weekend. So just, do, just do the maths. He's going to end up in, in the 400 club next year, and his body will, will would say over over 18 completed seasons he'll get the can required he, 17 games. Can he get there in two seasons to break the record if they play uh, finals? So what is it? It's four, 432, is it, I think, Brent Harvey? Yep. Is that, it's in that the, the number? Yeah. Yep. Or... or yeah, four thirty-two. I think so. Get the extra just, gather round. No, he need a. He probably need three or four. Well, yeah. he, needs, he need every game in three finals, which is improbable given his age to not have a rest at some stage. But he can play two more years for sure. Yeah, and the extra round of gather round helps, doesn't it? Well, there's an extra game. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, 23, and he's just twenty-three by two. He's durable as, as as he's ever been. But again, a lot of clubs deliberately get rid of players who are old. And, and look at the last two grand final winners. Yeah, you make look, you make a good point. You look at some of the recruiting going on. We're looking at clubs like thinking about bringing in Joel Hamling and like <laughs> rec, you know recruiting thirty pluses. Like it's you know Todd Goldstein at thirty five is coming in just for a short term need. 
So clubs are prepared to take. He turns thirty six next year. Goldstein will be going to a to a new club yeah. as a backup. So clubs are prepared to take short term needs. So if uh, the political taking out the trash last week was the Dan Andrews yep. announcement in Grand Final week was the football one, the AFL Commission's decision on Brownlow Medal afternoon, so after we spoke last year, to announce that North Melbourne would get an end of first round draft compensation pick this year and two end of first round draft picks next year. Just drop that, just quickly get in, get it out, circa three, four, five, six o'clock, whatever it was, on that particular Monday, just before the Brownlow medal count. Well, Genius taking out the trash. I think lucky trash time because the commission meeting was just the play the club meeting was just before that so I had to go out straight after that so I don't think it was designed that way but she was lucky it's perfect because it does get washed up in the overall yeah and there's that genuine outrage yeah. I can tell you the outrage yeah. hasn't dissipated too much but again we've moved on we've had a grand final we've had now trade yeah. period effectively commencing unofficially it's not until next Monday officially but it's it's on as we know so people have got the anger still but they've moved on, yep. so there's going to be no pushback of any formal nature, like was being mooted in that first 24 hours yep. about protests and we're not going to stand for this. Everyone moves on. Now, I saw your Gills Farewell on Thursday I night. saw you at Gills Farewell. Yep. What did you think? It was pretty well done, wasn't it? Yep. I thought, uh, we're not talking out of school, are we? Because it's already been reported, but I thought Travis Ald's speech yep. was all oh, time. Off the charts. All time. Yep. Both content and... And delivery, yeah, yeah. No, he was. It takes some doing in that room to to get both. I thought, nailed. I thought all four speeches oh, all, were all superb. amazing. Yeah, uh, Kylie Rogers, Brian Walsh, and Andrew Dillon, and Andrew they, Dillon, and uh, it, as one and, went and down, Richard Goiter, as one and Richards, as one went down, it was five. So as one went down, it was harder for the next. Oh, I guess it was impossible. I felt after but, <laughs> after Travis. But to their credit, they all stepped yeah, up, they all did. and they all they all hit one out of the park as well. But Travis was probably the MVP on the night with his, his humour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to see you, actually, too. I saw you uh, that night. We had a good chat one-on-one there for a, at least a five-minute period, which we is unusual. Yep. And then we did say also at the Brownlow night, Hutchie. Yep. So it's been good to reacquaint oh, myself with you. I was out nice and early on both nights. I did see yeah. you. Uh, I looked around uh, not long after those speeches yeah. finished. I couldn't find you. No, Gone. Hit, hit run for me these You had days. a big week, though, didn't you? I know you're in Perth. Uh, Perth, yep. Have you been Perth. in also New Zealand since I last saw you? Yep. Went to Perth and back Friday night. Went to New Zealand for two days, last two days. So, yeah. Been around a bit, though, mate. <laughs> so, so the red eye leading into the grand final itself on Saturday. Yeah. Came back Friday night overnight. Just straight to radio, was it? Yep. Not easy. Then straight to the ground? Yep. <laughs> and then New Zealand after that. Yep. And here we are on Wednesday. Yeah. Not easy. Fair enough. Not in peak health, to be fair, but that's all right. Uh, Trey Pitt, are we, again, as the architect of, of what it's become, the, the person who... who put this into the stratosphere, the trade period, through trade radio 13 seasons ago. Are you happy with how it's Well, it's early days, isn't it? I think day three today as we record, uh, the Clayton Oliver news, which Callum Toomey and the Gettable guys were really forecasting in essence yesterday on their show, which is, and then uh, Tom Morris with his news story overnight that supported that. And the piece in Tom Morris' story that fascinated me, Damo, was the suggestion that Clayton Oliver had had tattooed his own foot this year. <laughs> Which created the blister, which created the fall. Now, but he didn't. He, he couldn't confirm it though. I, I saw. Is that right? Well, he, he referenced it without confirming it. Is that a fair? He said the demons would neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, felt very much like one source, not two. So, um, I would assume because it's time, it's true though. So it's 
Yeah, what do you think about that? A player tattooing their own foot, missing a month. Oh, if you you can do whatever you want, you can put one across your forehead if you wanted to, provided you, you meet your obligations as a contracted yep. player. If indeed that was the reason he missed part of that time away, well, yep. it's not ideal, is it? I but there was a lot of stuff going on in that. Yeah, time I mean, they're, away. they're really disappointed with his attitude. No, it was, that's clear, Melbourne. He's had attitude issues most of the year, yeah, and in the postseason. But again. Uh, it's only an issue when he's not available to play, though, isn't it, the attitude? I mean, they can tolerate it when he's nearly winning yep. Brownlows and, and winning four best and fairests inside a six-season period in which yep. he's also playing with Christian Petrarca and Max Gorn. I mean, it's extraordinary to think that he's been the best player of yeah. that crew by some way. And it's only his, his behaviour, which I don't think has changed, Hutchie, but now it's an issue because they've had a bad exit from the finals – for a second consecutive season after yep. winning a premiership, he missed a chunk of footy for injury reasons, but there may have been other issues at play. And yep. this is not retro Six Brownlow vote a year. He only got six Brownlow votes. Quite yeah. Normal. Jab normal for him. Yeah, but he only played nine or ten games before he got injured, didn't he? In that neighbourhood, yeah. Yeah. But so it gets interesting. And I, I raised this point on Footy Classified about Harry Mackay and – how Carlton should at least listen to what other else wants to bat up because you are in the clubhouse with the ownership of the contract for six years. Melbourne are no different. When you've got a player contracted for well, that they're long... they're seven-year deals, aren't they? Yeah. These two. But both Harry Mackay and Clayton Oliver are about to yep. begin seven-year recontractings. So if Clayton and Harry, uh, not to just to use him as an example, I know that nothing's happening there, uh, were out of contracted a year and you, you listened to offers in the market and it was public, you run the risk of that player getting their nose out of joint well, I'm going to leave in 12 months on my terms if nothing happens. When you've got a long-term contract, it's a heap of time to – to. there's no risk to exploring the market because you can own that player for From, the, from the club's perspective. No risk. Yeah. It, it would be foolish not to listen to deals if there were any – on, so, your, on your big long-term contracted players. So it's become a trend. Even I cannot get my head around, and I'm not talking specifically, but but Tom Duday, a really good Adelaide Crows player, yep. but he's got now, unfortunately for Tom, two knee reconstructions behind him. He's being offered five-year contracts. Yep. How how have we got it in an AFL system now where that would have once been, we're not touching you, to his five years? Is it? And I, I raise it, Hutchie, and this is not a slight on Tom because I know he's a really good person and and a really good player who's unfortunately been injured. But are you – I'm raising it in this context, though. Are you saying that the clubs are now willingly contracting players for whatever time you want to attach to it for control reasons uh, well, in he, trades? He, he's a little different because he, the ability to control him if it doesn't work is going to be low. Yeah. But I think on your marquee players – Okay, we'll t- take him out of that then. Oliver, I think Oliver's a good example. Like, there's, there's just zero downside. Melbourne are doing what they need to do here. Okay, well, we've had some issues with him. It, it, this might actually – Give him a bit of a wake-up call. You know, we might spark a bit of a fire in him and just say, well, can't believe you listen to offers. It's highly improbable anything happens. Probably a one in a hundred chance that he moves. One in yeah, one in 50 maybe. And But if someone walks along with a parcel of first-round picks and it gives you a chance to get to the pick one or something, you'd, you'd absolutely look at it. Yep. Just on the NRL, because we have a lot of listeners at that, that end of the country as well, Damo, uh, what a story from Penrith. They were done and dusted in that game. I, the Broncos... I, had it won. Uh, Nathan Cleary, who played injured, had done not much in the first half. That 20-minute patch he put together when they were down 8-24. Yep. 17 minutes of Tom Brady-like comeback. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. He's 25 years of age, yeah, that guy. He's won three yeah. in a row, and he is the factor. Uh, extraordinary story. Uh, what, a, what a football club and what an incredible win. That that 
that patch of form in that second half, out of nowhere, it's as good as anything we've seen in Australian yep. sport. Yep. Yeah, I loved it. So um, his, his place in the history of the game is growing by the day and can't believe he got him out of the spot they were in. What extraordinary television it was. The other thing from the weekend, shout out to the NBL, if I might bring Scotty Pippen out on that weekend. Genius move from Larry Kesselman. Uh, obviously a heavy investment, but to have Scotty everywhere on the weekend. He was at everyone's. So the NBL footed that bill. Yep. I, I couldn't work out why he was in town. I yep. actually could not work it out. And so the, there it is. The NBL brought him out to promote yep. the round one of the NBL, which happened on the grand final. And just putting my basketball hat on, uh, biggest ever round one crowds, biggest ever round one interest. Scotty was at the AFL and NRL grand final. Uh, we launched our season Thursday night. There, and there Friday were riders night. attached to his uh, appearances, though. What do you mean, riders? There were no go zones in the questioning you were allowed. Oh, I said, uh, uh, well, I'd know this, yeah. So what happened there? Well, that's, that's fair. He's got obviously. The things with Michael probably a bit sensitive, are they? Is that, why, why are they sensitive? Well, I think that hasn't been quite the same since the... But why are they sensitive? I mean, this is an internationally known athlete, and he, he's taking money to come out yeah, to, right. to a, a small backwater that Australia is, and then he says to him, no, no, you can't ask me about... Yeah. You can't ask me about Michael Jordan. No, I think that's fair. Why? I'd, I'd have... Oh, I'd, have played, I'd have played along with that as well. You run a, you run a media business, Hutchie, and you reckon it's okay to not ask the questions you want to ask. Well, it doesn't really affect... No one cares about Scotty Pippen when it's all said and done. He played with Michael Jordan. That's his claim He's one of the greatest players of all time. No, he's not. No, he played with Michael Jordan. That's... I, th- I think you underestimate him as a Hall of Famer and all-time great. Because he played with Michael Jordan. And... The amount of kids that were wanting to meet him on the last dance has had a huge impact. Because he played with kids. Michael Jordan. And, and hey, but don't ask me about Michael Jordan. Classic Cine, you are. Oh. <laughs> he's one of the greats of the game, and I thought it's been a fantastic. And he's coming back, I think, in February to do a, another one. So fantastic initiative. Well done. It'd be like someone wanting to interview me, not they would, but then say, I'm not speaking about Hutchie, because that's the only interest that oh, people please. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, let's head to question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. I was going to go with a Scotty Pippen-themed question, but given we just spoke about it, we'll move on to Liam Burns on Facebook. Uh, This is to me. You know a lot about HDTV. Can you explain for me how I was watching the grand final with a minute to go? It was very tense. I get an alert from the SMH app that Collingwood... (laughs) were the winners. Is there a lag in digital TV? That's extraordinary. I'm not sure what platform you're watching nah. on, Liam, but you got to – that's a – You need to – Rookie you need error. To, you need to refresh whatever platform it was. You need to your alerts during the game, Liam. There would be – depending yep. on how you consume, and, and we all have experienced this, I would have thought. I mean, horse racing particularly, you sometimes get texts with the, the good or bad uh, outcome of your, your mates in your punting syndicate yep. as they're still running on your screen. Yeah. But, I didn't know it happened with the AFL. I, yeah, look, I'd imagine there's just an issue there, Liam. I'd, I'd be uh, shutting down all systems, rebooting them, refreshing them, and getting into your settings to make sure you're as up to date as you can because that would have been pretty, I reckon, confronting to find the winner while you're still watching what you thought was a uh, a four-point result with a minute or so to play. 100% uh, yeah. agree with that. There you go. And uh, that demo has been the sounding board for Drinkwise. Great to see Drinkwise partnering North Melbourne Grand Final Breakfast and setting the agenda too on Saturday morning uh, with the, both the 
Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition in there as well. It's good to see the CEO of Drink Oil speak with such authority on what the day meant and how to look after yourself. And, and how well it. was the crowd? And the, the crowd were unbelievable. I, I didn't well, see one well issue behaved. throughout the whole day, and it was a, a very hot day. And so that is the important message from the team at DrinkWise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.